We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Live from Las Vegas, sports talk, hot takes, and all of the bangers. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers. Hour number two of the Playmakers happening live in your life. Or maybe you're podcasting, so it's like live in the future. Time is made up. Live in the future. I love that. Yeah. Time is made up. We made it up for trains and for keeping things on time. And that's when things started to be about the business and not about the people. And that was basically our synopsis of why tragedy or certain tragedies keep happening uh, in our country. And we were very much aware and had a, a very open and honest conversation about what we were feeling in uh, the, the the last hour. And so if you missed that rewind feature also will be podcastable. Um, not saying we offer anything that's going to make anybody feel any better or solutions, but we talk about it and we try to weed through it. And, and, and just talking about it, sometimes like this is... That is the solution. We, that's all you can do. Yeah. And we're, we're live now experiencing this and sometimes you need to... You need to talk it out. So we're yep. glad that everyone's a part of this conversation. And sometimes just being able to just say it out loud is so beneficial than having these thoughts in your head. And mm-hmm. they they bubble up. And look, this is a difficult and a very serious and heartbreaking thing. Uh, so to be able to talk about it, I appreciate that, you know, we're able to do that. We don't shy away from hard conversations. We don't shy away from conversations about feelings. Actually, we probably talk more about our feelings than we do about the sports. And that's good, especially I think like so. you, I think it's, it's a lot healthier. Look, man, the mental health is very, very important, uh, and there's a lot of things happening in the world that can affect it. Um, and so, being and help able it to, too. And that's a like sports is a is a one of those to, things that I know helps a lot of people and provides a controlled environment to help people escape. And then sometimes that in and of itself is is tainted or destroyed and and stuff. And so that's why you just got to talk about everything. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. Maybe you feel like some people don't deserve an opinion or a voice or whatever. So we don't see it that way. But we will certainly talk you down if we don't agree with you. And I feel like you and I have a pretty good uh, moral compass and at the very least are self-reflective. And that's, I think, probably the most important skill to have in any business these days, be that uh, public facing like ours or not. But we are here to talk about the sports and the other things. We're going to go more heavily on the other things uh, in the next segment. We're going to talk a little bit about the David Letterman show that's been on. I think it's the fourth season that he just released. My next next... guest needs no introduction. I've been a huge fan of the show uh, since it started popping out episodes in its first season. Like I think I've talked about like the Tiffany Haddish one specifically on this program before, but just kind of like a little creative exercise. Be like, who would we like to see? Like if we were in Dave's place or who would you like to see Dave to, you know, just we'll see where it goes. 
And then I have like literally no plans for the last segment, and I'm totally fine with that because sometimes that's just the way it needs to go. But in terms of what we have on the docket right now, my new favorite bit, Two Americas. There's supposed to be music there, but guess what? Here it is. This is a new 1140 The Bet production. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. This is America. Very poignant today, obviously. But we're going to be focusing a little bit more on the sports side of the two Americas today. We kind of got into it with our larger conversation about um, gun control and what happened in Texas earlier today. But Josh Donaldson, he plays baseball. I'm pretty sure he used to play for the Minnesota Twins. Former twin, which is kind of where this story starts. uh, But now he's with the Yankees um, playing third uh, third base. So tell me me what's what's the current bit right now. So... Over the weekend, the White Sox were taking on the Yankees, um, and I believe this was the Saturday afternoon game. Uh, I guess there was a, a incident at third base, actually earlier this season when they played um, in Chicago, and there was a little bit of a kerfuffle, but, you know, it's sports. They usually yeah. don't actually swing at each other, um, which leads to this weekend where I guess during the game there were a couple instances where Josh was calling uh, Tim Anderson Jackie. Um, obviously referencing Jackie Robinson. And Tim Anderson didn't like that. And shout out to Tim Anderson's teammate, uh, Grandal, the catcher for the White Sox, that was also defending him. And another kerfuffle happened. And after the game, Tim's like, he kept calling me Jackie. I don't really play like that. He was using it as a joke. I didn't really appreciate it. I didn't find it funny. Uh, Josh Donaldson was on the defensive, and he's like, look, he did an interview with Sports Illustrated, which is true, in 2019, where Tim says he kind of views himself as the Jackie Robinson of today's game and in this era. So he mentions, we joke about that. That's like an inside joke. I didn't mean any ill intent. I just called him Jackie. Uh, fast forward to today and where we stand now, uh, Josh Donaldson received a one-game suspension Uh, for Major League Baseball, which he will appeal. Uh, For some reason, he's actually on the COVID-19 list. He was just put on there. Josh Donaldson was. And then Tim Anderson spoke today, about an hour ago, to the media in Chicago, and he basically said, this incident happened when he was with the Twins. He called me Jackie, and I immediately said, we are not friends like that, and even if you were, you're not going to talk to me like that. So do not reference me as Jackie. And if we don't have to speak again, that's fine. We can just go our separate ways and just play the game. But do not call me Jackie. What's very, like, dastardly hilarious to me about this, or at least one little thing that I can't really get away from, is that Josh Donaldson, a white guy, right, feels like he has such a good relationship with Mr. Anderson, a black guy, that we have an inside joke that's racially charged. Do you, do I, in what world? In what, in what relationships, honestly, especially in a working environment of all places? I, I want to just say one thing about the names and things like yeah. that. So growing up playing basketball, right, at the courts, I specifically recall we, we had a, a dude who, who came to our school. He was from overseas. He was a tall white dude, and we called him Dirk. Yep. And there's – and that, that happens th- – the calling of names of like, yo, you're 
you're Dirk or you're this or you're that. Like, that's happened on the court. Mm -hmm. So it's tough for me to be like, yo, this is the worst thing ever. But the one thing I will say is you're pretty bold to think you have an inside joke on someone who isn't your friend. Correct. Let alone that (laughs) this is the inside joke that we're going to have, where it can be misconstrued in a bunch of different ways, whether it's in good-natured fun or not. And here's the way I look at this, because you could say, well, that's the way you called your friend Dirk, well, that's a racially charged thing. Correct. I look at this in the in the comedy standpoint. Are you swinging up or are you swinging down? That looks like a swing up from from my from my standpoint from your, to in, in your situation. And if all things are measured at at the way they are in terms of vulnerability and privilege, Donaldson's swinging down for no reason. That's why it's just it's so flippant. It's a joke. Why would you treat Jackie Robinson's name or that legacy as something that you would joke about with somebody else. It's not just the fact that you're willing to do it. It's the disrespect and just kind of like the lack of wherewithal that you have to display to even put that into play. Or to think that someone with his honor and his legacy could then be used as a joke. Exactly. For someone who's saying that I'm taking up this mantle and you could say, well, maybe it's making him sound self-important with otherwise. There are worse things to represent and stand for and to try to Live your life according to. But that, and, and that's also kind of the, the situation when you're in a workplace and you're the only person Correct. that represents. They're automatically, this, and that's that's exactly. something that's something Great that is point. a struggle that they have to that that African Americans or whatever. If Any you're the other. minority in a situation, yep. that you get compared to the greatest of that when you are the you are the token and you're the representative and you are clearly the person who is going to carry on the mantle even though it maybe not be something you signed up for and to me this is we it's call a stereotype it, we call it two americas because yep. in my head i'm like well how how does he not notice or why are you trying to joke with someone who i don't i haven't spoke to tim anderson i've listened to his interviews Just i don't recently. know the the, the person uh, but I can imagine in a lot of times in, in his baseball history coming up and then now being a professional and a superstar that he's felt unwanted. He's felt different yep. and he's felt unique in the clubhouse. And you think making some of these jokes like it, ju- that's a jump off point for your humor. Right. And that's, that's where two Americas privilege versus non. I don't see how, how even puts this into a realm of something that I would do without having that ignorance and then further doubling down on it like it's okay to admit that you're wrong and that maybe something that you did was misguided I think that would actually be a better PR for you than you to repeal this just saying just saying yeah and and like I said one game suspension for Josh Donaldson he'll try to uh he'll try to appeal it but it's just like it's Aaron Judge even said it's basically junk yeah and I'm glad that he and he's he's uh Donaldson's teammate yeah and and that's that's the way it should be that's huge for a Yankee and Yankee fans. Once again, like so, the response after this whole situation over the weekend is the next time, the next game, you guys are going to chant Jackie at him. Like, yo, it is twenty twenty two. Yeah, we well, need these are the to Yankee do... fans that were throwing stuff at your Cleveland Guardians a couple weeks ago, right? And there's yeah. no, there's no racism in the North. Yeah, of course not. Of course not. And it's, I, I just feel. You know, you you talk a lot about personalities in hockey Mm -hmm. and how, like, a lot of players don't have any. The one thing I know from Tim Anderson is this man plays with a lot of swagger and and is very outspoken and and uses his voice, right? Mm -hmm. And he kind of, the Sports Illustrated article, like, he's taking that mantle and kind of wanting people to join. I remember he did an interview on ESPN where they asked him about the game of baseball, and he literally said, baseball is boring. 
He said that. MLB we, was pissed off. They yeah. stopped giving him national media. So I think sports are dumb and boring isn't yeah, smart business. Yeah. <laughs> and like the, that honesty and some of that yeah. and them saying you can't do this, you can't do that, it just sucks the life out of you. Well, he's and the, this is he's what the they rage do. against the machine, right? He's going against the machine because you're you are the token minority. And so you see what things are for what they actually are. Because you're not sipping the Kool-Aid. Even if you're drinking, it doesn't have the same effect on you. They're not extending the same cups. They might even be mixing it differently for you. And so that's why I, I just, the audacity to assume that I just would never m- joke about somebody's race or ethnicity or anything like that. Because you never know how it's good. Like, even if you get a laugh, is it is it a genuine laugh? Like, is it punch up versus punch down? It's not that hard. Um, in terms of like swagger and answering the bell, again, this Nazem Kadri story and and just the way that we handle these these charged moments, I I don't fully understand or articulate them, and I never will. I hate how much people are like he gets a hat trick last night in the win over the St. Louis Blues and he was super pumped about it and he should because he's receiving death threats. His wife's receiving death threats. They're posting him on Twitter. People are getting in trouble and they should. Um, but it's just like you, they almost we're almost like painting his hat trick and his success as like a big F you to the racist and then it just becomes like this is our this is our our response. This is the this is the take back. And it, and it, it again puts all of the onus and the responsibility on Kadri. And that's what I have. Uh, that's something that I find really hard reconciling, or at least I find myself noticing about when we say, what, or like people say they're supportive of others in this capacity because they're being discriminated against or whatever else. I'm like, it shouldn't have to be, he shouldn't have to be that way to have a hat trick and be, that's his protest. Like he's doing it dis- in spite of this. Because ultimately, we know that he wouldn't be, get, be getting threats at all. In running into Bennington, if he were if he were, wasn't who he was, if he were a white guy, I'll just say it. That's just straight up what it is, because that's what hockey's mostly made up of. Yeah, of course. And 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 uh, Nazem's a Muslim, been very open and honest, and he's been dealing with this his whole life. Everybody's like, oh, the 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 amount of adversity that you're dealing with. I'm like, that's 100 percent true, because it's I'm sure terrifying. I can't even imagine. But he's also been dealing with it for forever, just Which... like anybody else. Like we've been talking about, if you're if you're if you're a minority or in in any room. In any situation, any environment, onus is on you. No, it really, it, it, some of these things get normalized when you're be, being treated and just being talked about and these these threats. And, and the one thing I do want to bring up with hockey and specifically the Blues organization, mm-hmm. it has been hours at this point. It is an entire new day. Did you hear what Craig Berube said? No, I no didn't. No comment. But for the Blues not to come out with an organizational statement, I don't even think the I'm not sure. I don't want to. I don't know Silas about the Yankees. Is screaming, isn't it? But not to say a single thing in support. They asked Craig Berube about him about Nazem Kadri experiencing threats. He said no comment. The easiest thing to do is denounce it. But we, if you look up Craig Berube's history, we're not that surprised. And that's the thing about hockey is that when you prioritize the win, you prioritize the profit, you prioritize over all else. That's what's going to happen. And so I'm not surprised that they that they didn't they haven't released anything. Because they don't view Kadri as a person worthy of that type of extension, I bet. Because they he's pissed him off in their competitive senses. And he happens to be who he is. How dare he? So that's why, like, when Mike Stevens, who is a writer for the 
Sports Illustrated Hockey News tweets this out because he he kind of circulated uh, the screenshots that his wife uh, Jazzy Kadri put out on her Instagram. He said a family member of one of these accounts reached out to me just now, desperately asking me to take down this tweet because his brother sent his message to Kadri while he was drunk, and now their family is getting attacked and they feel unsafe. How about Kadri's family? How about the tons of people that get drunk? You know what I do when I get drunk, Adrian? I get on my little phone and I message, like, say, Alice in Wonderland. I bet you I could bring it up right now. And I'm just like, thank you so much for your contribution. Your music has changed my life. It has saved my life. I'm so blessed to live in the same time as you. Just like all of that. Alcohol ain't the problem. Except it is. It's the person. Why are you? What? Why is this sometimes your response? Reveals, yeah, sometimes it reveals yeah, your true thoughts. Drunk words are sober thoughts, right? Right. Yeah, and <laughs> it's just my family feels unsafe. It's just the irony yeah. of 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 life. Hypocrisy. The yeah, the hypocrisy. Um, and it's just it also. I'm going to be honest with you. It is kind of frustrating that we have to talk about like these. I don't want to minimize the Tim Anderson and Josh Donaldson situation, but. To me, this is like an idiot in the schoolyard trying to come up with some diss and be like, yeah. Jackie, when you can say, no, nah, this isn't important or why are you guys talking about this? Two weekends ago, a person specifically shot up a grocery store because it was filled with African-Americans Correct. and killed them. So, yes, there is real racism. And, yes, they're, they're, they're trying to get more people to be under their philosophy. And, and that viewpoint and, and some of those people – are trying to take advantage and build a community with people that have just as hateful thoughts or trying to mold people that are worried or vulnerable or just at home and have the time. The love of our ideals in order for you to release hate and hell on everyone else. Because you can't find love anywhere else. Just like just like we were talking about in an earlier conversation or we've talked about before. Everybody's looking for a bonfire to sit around with others, metaphorically. And they and some people are so desperate that they'll sit around any fire. And if you're not around the fire and the people around the fire say they're trying to take it, people are willing to do whatever, whatever. And that's why it's it's the and now, disgustingness. And then it's it's a lack of imagination. Like you said, you're trying to joke. You're trying to insult me. You're trying to get under my skin. You're like, have some more imagination other than going for the low ball. Like, come on. I know we're all I know that most most white guys are mediocre, but like let's go. Let's 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 put a little bit more time and effort into our jokes, into what we're saying. Instead of just spitting out like whatever you heard over your headset while you're playing your video games with Myers Leonard. That's that's literally what it is. It's just regurgitated. Most of these people don't even know what they're saying. They don't even know what they believe in. They just know what they feel. And when they're with these others, I feel powerful. I feel good. I feel like I belong. And you're you're part of an, a community, yep. so and so whatever I want my Kool Aid, I'll take it. Whatever you want me to do to make sure I can be around this, it's I'll do whatever. And it's that it, it's okay. It's it's okay to be led astray, but it's not okay to stay in it. It's not okay to act it out. But that but th- that's like the dangerous thing about yeah. social media, where or in just I indoctrination can, in general. Uh, let me take like a like a family approach, right? So I yeah. could create my Twitter account. 
and I can specifically, let's say, I'm, I'm huge in the comic books. I can specifically follow all these comic book people and media members, whatever. So now my timeline yep. is all comic book stuff. Then I can do the same on Instagram. Then I can go to YouTube oh, yeah. and I'm going to view that. So with any thought or community that you want to be a part of, you can set it up so that everything that you're seeing yep. is just empowering that, let alone now you're on forums and topics and now you're down the dark web or or just the rabbit hole of YouTube and, and the thousands of hours of content that are not accurate or just hateful or what, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So, like, it is very dangerous. It, it's just I don't want to say always reach out, reach out and make sure people are OK and stuff, because to me, that's not realistic, because that does that honestly help? And it's just, it, it's a very scary situation as it's I'm like talking this out. companies giving gift cards instead of like mental health services or paying people yeah. the right amount of money. Well, because so it's the same, the same thing, a check-in on your strong friend. And yeah. it's like, I mean, that sounds good in a caption or a tweet, but like, what does that really mean? Right. And I'm going to post it to my story so it makes it look like I'm doing the shadow work. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's just, yeah. it, it's, 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 it's performative. Very, super performative. And some of these things and these philosophies are just... That's why it's important Stop to have living your life as a performative person straight up because it gets you in a lot of trouble. It puts you in autopilot because you're doing what you think others want you to do or what you should do instead of doing what you think is right. And if you're not self-reflecting, I just I can't I can't. Maybe this is just because I'm slightly an optimist, like at, at the core level, even though I try to act like I'm not. I don't think all these people caught up in whatever that wave is are bad people. I really don't. I think that there are lost people and there are certainly bad people in there, but there are lost people that are willing to follow whoever and lost sheep are, and coerced sheep go over the cliff the same rate. And so, but when you're down bad and someone can put a story of this is why you're down bad, it's just a very, it's a very difficult situation. I'm sick of bare minimums and like people choosing not to meet them for other people or even for themselves. It's just like, it just seems like such a mediocre existence for a lot of us in the decisions that we make. We just like choose to not better ourselves or try to make things better. Or, but sometimes we don't, we don't know. Like for me, I don't want to make excuses. Yeah. I just, I just think it's, it's a difficult, Yeah, it's a difficult situation where like if your family needs to be involved or your friends need to be involved. And sometimes it's just not the case. And it allows things like just what happened today in Texas or what happened in Buffalo or on a minor level where some major league baseball player thinks he can punk out a superstar by calling him a name Jackie to be like, Haha, you think you're Jackie Robinson? Like that's some sort of joke. Yeah. The moral of the story is get funny enough where you can insult people for their character rather than their physical features. Or, you know, make jokes with your friends. I don't I, I hate you not because of what you look like or who you are. I just hate you because you're an a-hole. And it, that's what I'm looking. That's how that's how my meter goes. That's how my meter goes. That's, that's how I look, look at things. At I don't care what you look like, but if you're an a-hole, I'm not going to associate with you straight up. I will drop your ass off the face of my life. Um, sure, maybe a few people have done that to us today, but that's okay. We are here for uh, like-minded individuals, or maybe some people that are considering a little bit more of an expanded view of things. And I mean, David Letterman kind of opened things up in late-night television, and then he did the same thing for streaming. And so we're going to get into that conversation topic on the other side of the break. I'm forty the bet. Guys love it when you can show them you're better than they are at something they love. Adrian Hernandez and Lindsey Brown, the Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet. That Playmakers Plus production, though. 
Could not be more perfect. The song selection, the Amy Poehler from Parks and Rec selection, just five stars. Hey, thank you. You know we work hard over here. Hell to the hour. Especially after Fancy Pantsy. Yeah. And wanted to take a vacation. Now nah, we here Monday through Friday. We got to keep working. I'm kind of scared because, like, when you do a good bit like that and you're like, well, I want it to be good all the time, and you, but I don't think that's one we can do once a week. Like, that's a once in a while thing. We reserve it for, yeah, are we reserving it for occasion. majors? I, like, I just think Fancy Pantsy will have to be anything that we kind of deem elite. So, right? Because it doesn't even have to be sports related. Like, you know, I'm, I, I, I do it to like set the stage. We do the sports a couple times and then I'm like, I'm bored with this. Let's try to, let's try to make this into something else with, the, with a different subject. Um, but when it comes to like just the good old fashioned conversation and getting people to in person conversation, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, like wh- whenever you see people sit down for interviews, you're like, oh, we're getting an inside scoop and in who they really are. It's all fabricated at the same time too. It's all uh, polished and gone through with. Um, PR representatives and stuff, but like David Our Letterman. Our poor media minds, though, because that's why we think like that. I don't think everyone does, but a lot of people do. Yeah. Well, we're just here to pull back the curtain. Yeah. We're just uh, like we're just we're here to try to be honest in a world that champions dishonesty, and I, I think what David Letterman does is that he is so committed to like his own orneriness that everybody's going to be uncomfortable, right? But at least he he's uncomfortable, too. And so you're both doing, like, this really awkward dance. I mean, that's kind of all interviews. But he's one of the one of those that has figured out how to do it in the best of ways. And when he retired in 2015, I mean, a lot of people in the in the late night um, world. I mean, I remember when Johnny Carson stepped away. I remember when Johnny Carson, not stepped away, when he died. And, like, people were devastated. But, like, Dave, I know, meant a lot to a lot of people. But... He decided to grow out a beard because he didn't want to work in show business other than on his own terms. And his own terms have turned out to be a show called My Next Guest Needs No Introduction with David Letterman. And I've been on this train for a while. Like, I, I remember watching the, the Barack Obama episode. That was the first one in the first season. Tina Fey, obviously, that was a huge draw for me being an SNL fan. Howard Stern. I mean, we're in the radio business. Legendary. Legendary. Um, but I, I think what what episode really endeared me to what probably Tiffany Haddish more than anything than Dave, but just like, I think Dave knows kind of like how Lauren Michaels for SNL knows who to talk to and like who's in, just because he doesn't get it doesn't mean that it's not a worthy conversation. And when Tiffany Haddish went on there and just like learning her story, growing up through foster care, her charitable kind of focus now that she's had so much success and just like you know, or even her mindset, I want to do a film every single year because I want to break, I want that, like, that's a goal for myself. But she, she has set up like this charity for other foster children that basically gives them like bags and backpacks to put their stuff in because she, Tiffany said something to the extent that I didn't like how it felt to just get my stuff thrown in a trash bag and then shoveled off to the next place. Right. Children in the system, I, I cannot imagine. And, and anybody that, that goes through that, Something so small like that could mean the world. I'm like guessing all your 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 particular items, the few that you have, right? Put it in a trash bag. Next place. That's what you're worth, right? It's nuts. And so, just like small stuff like that, and 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 he's he's talked to Melinda Gates and Lewis Hamilton before, you know, in 2019, and in his most recent, I mean, in season three he had Kim Kardashian West, and season two he had Kanye West, and so I was like, oh, naturally Pete Davidson will be probably in season five. 
Um, but this year he go he goes to Billie Eilish, Will Smith, Cardi B, Ryan Reynolds, Kevin Durant, and Julia Louis Dreyfus. And I started watching. I watched the Cardi they kept B the one. Will Smith, nice. I I watched Ryan Reynolds and I watched Kevin Durant's, and I'm halfway through Julia Louis Dreyfus's. Um, have you have if you watch you watch the Kevin Durant uh, one? Yeah, right? I watched the KD, and then for the rest I've watched snippets. You haven't watched? Uh, okay. Yeah, I've watched some snippets. I, it's, to me, like the most fascinating thing, and oh yeah, you do with Robert Downey Jr. He's a weirdo. Yeah, right. What are you doing after Iron Man? Like, well, what's up with this? No, he's, what just, you... he's just like a very eccentric human being. Just no, like the way that he too. talks and walks. He's like you're Jack Sparrow, but like current. <laughs> yeah, you real That's life Jack Sparrow. Is. Yeah, and of course, some of these were like the KD one was pre-recorded before the season started. Yeah. So, but uh, it's interesting to, to note that they still kept Will Smith. And they didn't take him out. And obviously the conversation isn't going to be about the incident because well, it was already recorded. Apparently he said that he had a, um experience with ayahuasca where he envisioned like his personal hell where he lost his career. And so I think everything's foreshadowing. Like they're all dealing. It's, it's nuts. But just like seeing how these people kind of open up and there's, you know, when you're talking to the Will Smiths, the Cardi B's, the the Dave Chappelle's, like there's there's probably only a handful of people that they probably view on their their level, right? Or at least the the entertainment ego. And I think that Dave does a really good job of kind of dissolving that because he, he he's Especially he's such a celebrity in his own right. That too, and just like he's talked to everybody, and then yeah. also. At one point in their career, whether it was music, yo, you need to perform on his show Mm -hmm. or you need to be interviewed by him. And then just the fact that, number one, he's retired. Number two, for all intents and purposes, this is probably fun for him to do. And I want to pick. Stay in the current. Yeah, I can pick. Well, I don't even. I just think I want to. Let me talk to this. I have to talk to eight people. And Netflix, you want to give me hundreds of millions of dollars? I wonder if people say no. I can imagine. I wonder if. Because you think that he doesn't get a yes every time. I feel like it's very, very Kevin slim. Durant was certainly a, a, uh, an exercise into seeing if he would say yes or no because they and shout out into to, it before. Yeah, and shout out to KD, which, well, it brings it up since you watched the episode, like, because they used a full clip that didn't come out with, with Letterman asking KD questions, like, did they come up with, yeah, yeah, sound upset at me so this can hit the news cycle but then now that the episodes come out, right. you see the whole thing. Because I was like, oh, they played us. This was a whole two-minute skit. Uh, skit. Um, sketch that they put on for skit, the show. Sketch, we know where you're going. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like people that I want to know more about that would be good, like that Dave would be a good person to send to. I'm like, who's that interesting? Who's that mysterious? Robert Pattinson, probably. I feel like a lot, I feel like he would, that would be a huge thing for him. To, to be able to get out there like that? Well, and just, it would build off the Batman thing. Um, God, I just had somebody in my brain, and then I dropped it. Uh, Stephen A. Smith, I kind of want to hear about his stories. You know, just, like, get the behind the baseball stuff. I wonder if Bezos would ever sit down. Probably oh, not. see, some of these yeah, some of these dudes are like, will they do it? And obviously with Bezos or Zuckerberg, like, they don't have to. Yeah. Or Elon Musk, they don't have to. Stephen A. Smith would be great. Because the one thing I do enjoy about the show is it's not just the sit-down aspect. Like some oh, of they're these... getting out and about. Like they were making pizzas with Ryan Reynolds. Cardi B, she took him to the Eleanor to the to Hyde Park, the old Roosevelt house. I'm like, I love Cardi B. There's no, so Cardi's, many layers. Cardi's amazing. She's I would amazing. love to to be able to interview her again. I was able to interview her when she was on like Stop VH1. It. Yeah, I got to interview her. She she taught me because at that point I hadn't been to a strip club, and obviously that she she was a stripper and an amazing woman. Yeah. I was like, Cardi, I need to know what's going on. 
What's the protocol? How much money do I bring? Right. And it's funny to see because the main point of that interview, the highlight was her talking about, hey, I need you guys. I'm here because I'm doing music. Right. Like, people think and it's her, a joke. Yeah. And her like. <laughs> She's so humble in, in in what she is and what she needs to get done in order to reach her goals. Like she saw stripping as the same way as like just a stepping ladder because she knew that once she got, was it love and hip hop? Yeah. She's like, I'm not going back to dancing because there's only so many hours a day. I have to focus on music. And for me to focus on music, I need you. Like that, that is someone that not only knows where to go, but will get it done. And that's rare in this world. Very rare in this world. I really enjoy her. I'll never forget my aunt calling me after WAP came out and just being like, I don't understand, Lindsay. How could this be feminism? This is just, it's ridiculous. I'm like, Jody, it's, it's, it's the whole point. I'm like, the point is to not judge. The point is to put the message out that you want and that people will connect with it, no matter what, no matter what it is. And she even said, she talked about the, the song on, her, on the show of just being like, it starts with a beat. And then once I, cause it was horrors in the house and she's like, well, then at that point, I'm just going to see how far I can push this. And then it becomes that exercise. I'm like, if you're a person that gets totally thrown by that and it's just like offended, I'm like that she, you're the target audience just as much as the people that are twerking it in the club. Yeah, you know? You're just giving that other, that's what I mean. It's just like <laughs> that other audience. She's one of the most powerful women in the world. And she's one of the most positive influences. And, and the fact that she was a dancer the fact that she does sing about that stuff i'm like that shows you you cannot judge a book by its cover and your stereotypes all these roadmaps that you've made for yourself are not valid and that's a good thing because we use those in other places beyond trying to you know gauge our sensitivity in these rap lyrics and that's where we get real consequences in real life and stuff so i i think conversation is a good thing even if you don't agree even if people are are on the wrong side of whatever you never know. It might be something that changes them. A hundred percent. And another person that I went to, and I'm really harping on the, the fact that Letterman was with them throughout the day. But whether it's Letterman, whether it's us, I would love to be able to have this type of show with The Rock. And more, more important than the actual conversation to me is like, yo, can I just follow you for a day where you have to wake up at 4 a.m. to work out? Uh, you have to talk about the XFL and then you're shooting three different videos and like your own businesses and like the work ethic. I'm so fascinated. I also about want to see how many life. people are helping him and all that these too. people too. Like that's the other thing as well. Just like what she even Cardi said, she goes, yeah, I have people that come into my room and tell me what, what my day is going to be. Lindsay, like just that, just think of what that is. Before her mixtape came out, she had four people doing her makeup. Yeah. And like at that point in time in her career, she knew she that says, was got to invest expense. in your body because she yeah. exactly she goes people follow me because they want the lifestyle they want the swag they want to see what I'm doing and so that's what I invested. She's a genius. She's an absolute genius, and um, you know some of the most interesting people are and some of the most interesting people aren't. But regardless, it's always good to have conversations and and to appreciate good conversations when they do come about. Uh, ooh, is that a score to make it one nothing, or could it perhaps be two nothing? The New York Rangers were remaining. Let's just see if it is. But it's a double tip pass on to your aunt. I can't blame him for that. Oh, it's two to nothing, with four minutes left in the first period. Just unbelievable stuff here from the blue shirts and from the playmakers on the plus. What we're wrapping our show with, I'm not really sure, but at least we have five minutes figured out. One for the bet. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh my God, Ronnie. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet. Was my mic on for that? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Did but I, it was, why did you, why do you turn down my mic? Have I ever swore on here? No, but it's just, it's, you know, we're, we're creatures of habit. And, and it's when I hit the sounder is when I turn on the mics. So now. I, can, I got my own mic. You're okay, you know, all right, Lindsay, we're playing a dangerous game, but we have yeah, trust we in are. each other. Hell yeah. What is it? The, I trust uh, in myself. The I free mean. fall, whatever the game is, that's what we do live on the air every day. And it's worked out so far, damn it. Hey, if the trust fall can work for Karen and me and girls, why can't it work for us? All I need is one person. Fact. And I, what did I say? Free fall? The trust fall. There it is. Free fall, trust fall, whatever you want to do, John Mayer, we're here for it. John Mayer has a lot of, like, he's very good instrumentally, like music-wise. It's like... What he does—that's only what he does. No, he—he he also he does play Halo too, though. He loves Halo too. Of course he is. You know why? He's I like know the that. original f boy, but then he's like kind of like I know that Katy Perry and dating her, like based off of what he's written, very close to the one that got away. He has changed. He is. He's definitely he's also changed. Like in his, he has to be in like his early fifties or late forties at this point too. So yeah. I hope he changed, right? Oh, well, we y'all can't be Leo DiCaprio and say, "Oh, you've reached the ripe age of twenty-four. Time to go get a new one." Unfortunately, John Mayer what if not it's a fetish. What's a fetish? You know what it's it, what it is. Oh, with with Leonardo. Yeah, with, oh, with just most men and young women. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of the older. Like, if you're older, you already know what time it is. Adrian Radio on Twitter. <laughs> Um, Adrian Radio 9-3. Uh, speaking of Twitter and digital things, uh, just a programming note. Tomorrow we will still be here on the Odyssey app uh, as the Dodgers close out their series with the Nationals. But Thursday and Friday, we'll be back on the air. Same time, same place, 3 to 5 p.m. Um, and that leads us into news, according to Adrian. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay, this is a news story that I didn't think it was possible. Um, but in 2022, it certainly is. So here we go. Actor, producer, and creator Seth Green's latest show has stopped because of a robbery. Seth Green's Bored Ape NFT, which was set to star in its own animated show, was stolen through a siphoning scheme. Scam, I should say. Green no longer owns the commercial rights to the NFT, and thus the show cannot move forward because he is not the legal owner of the NFT. This is the problem with NFTs. We were like, what do you mean? You can't you can't just share it. That's the whole point of NFTs. So like literally somebody went into his like folder and took it out. Yeah, it was, and it's theirs. Like, and, it's and ridiculous. The, the craziest part is that there was already a trailer. Uh, yeah. How <laughs> so, does this happen? You didn't secure the bag. You didn't secure the big old gorilla gorilla there, Seth Green. You work with uh, well, who, Seth Green, and then there's Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane, yeah, the family guy. How do you guy. not figure? How do you like creative IP? 
Come on. Everybody knows this. Creative NFT. People, like, we just, the, the anonymous send it up and then we figure out whatever we want you to do. And what do they do in their times when we're not all rallying and trying to make sure that other rallies don't get off the ground? Like, they're doing stuff like this. Yes, they're making animated shows how many, with NFT. How many apes, NFT apes were getting their own TV show? Yeah, you know what? That's actually a very good point. But look, if this is... He has like one little Comcast gateway with the Norton antivirus that he hasn't I don't renewed. even... But like, what are you Ask supposed to later. do? Ask You're... me later. Ask me later. What is Not it? now. What is NFT security? I, like... you Exactly. What is any computer security system? Yeah, like That's some firewall. Mean. Norton? I would put on like probably the, like the least legit looking USB and then put that in a safe. Like, I wouldn't even save it digitally like on the line. I don't even know if that's possible. But I, feel I don't like understand should... NFTs and everybody else decided to get off that wagon. And that's a great thing about stocks and everything else. These things only exist because we say they do. And that's it... falling down the way uh, the drain, too. With NFTs, you're 100%. As, as you are talking about yesterday, the recession, this is how you tell there is a recession on the way. Are there people in the strip clubs? Apparently, the strippers say it is few and far between with the customers. It means recession's on the way. That is disappointing because James Harden can't be well, everywhere you're so, at once. You're so appreciative too, and you I haven't am. even been. Have you been since? I've no, I've, I've been quite. A, in, it was in Phoenix. I kind of went way too much. Okay. So in Vegas, I'm not tempting. I haven't been to one in Vegas yet. Not yet. No. Let's do. Let's this weekend. I don't want to tip you off into a into a problem. <laughs> It's, and honestly, it's not Adrian, a problem. I don't they really, really know if wings. I want to go to a strip club with my coworkers. It just seems like a that's little a, bit. It seems no, a that's a great weird. point. We can't be. We, we I mean, truly can't be ourselves. Even if we're off the clock, it's just like we'll forever know that. I feel like we have to work with each other for at least a year before we do that. Okay, so well, we're we're halfway there to the not strip quite, club. Not quite. Not quite. We're approximately five months, twenty four days into that. Not quite. Oh, not that's quite. true because the week, okay, a week, <laughs> six six months in a week. The countdown is by on. That, by that, the strip clubs might not be open. You're honestly. Uh, what's the what's the uh, the one that's right off? Pretty little darlings. Miss? Oh yeah, there's what that is one it? Those. Little darlings. Wow, yeah. I feel like our don't Vegas card like is being know. our Vegas our Vegas card is my acting. Yeah, little darlings. It starts with a D. They have some very funny Dude, so- signs. I would make but... the worst dancer. I am so, I, the way I dance is like a mix between a mom dance and a dad dance and just not caring. Like <laughs> me walking up to a pole, even at like the bars and stuff, because they're always like, go on the pole, you look so hot because you're drunk. As I just, I never went up there. I, I look more like the pole than the pole does. It's, a, it's not a good match. I'm too lanky. Lindsay. I'm too lanky. I look like the pole. Oh, that's amazing. What you just said, that was amazing. We need that on a t-shirt. Um, I've never been on a pole. Uh, a pole got my my radio mentor fired. <gasps> Therefore, yeah, see, sometimes when you're at a club, they got a pole there for dancing yeah, like, yeah. contest and everything. And we thought we weren't on air, but we <gasps> were on air. Oh, and man. we made some comments about some people, and that was on the radio. And I was like, oh. So, so that's why you're turning down my mic over there. See, yeah, see, sometimes PTSD. I'm trying to be. Yeah, sometimes I'm trying to be super protective. But, you know, that led me to Phoenix and I've then that to, led me here. I've been to, there's, God, the, the ones I've been to in Minneapolis, just the, not exactly the top line, let's just say. Same with, I went to one in Cocoa Beach because I told you how in Cocoa my, Beach. in um in college, I basically took, took it upon myself to bring my teammates to the strip club if they'd never been because I just, I wanted to have a core memory with them. It's a very weird <laughs> way for me to be included in their lives henceforth, but it was the way that it was chosen. And that one wasn't so great in Cocoa Beach either, but the one that I went up to in Montreal, that was um, a male strip club. Did I ever tell you about that? Yes, story? yes, we talked about the male Dude, strip the club. the stool? <laughs> <laughs> I 
the actual <laughs> physical stool or there's the stool, stool on the floor? So if it, there, there's the guy in a man bun dancing to uh, I Don't Want to Be by Gavin DeGraw, which is the wrong Gavin DeGraw song to strip to. That was my first thought. And he's taking off his, like, um, you know, bow tie and his jacket, and he's all oiled up. And then there's, you know, other dancers that are kind of, like, walking around the floor, too. And so I'm seeing these, like, I've been to other strip clubs before because I'm trying to make memories with my friends. Um, (laughs) and i've never paid for a dance or anything i just sit in the corner i'm just like isn't this fun like isn't this an experience and we're like what the hell's wrong with her but these guys are walking around with a stool and i've never seen like i'm like the girls don't walk around with stools like i've never seen this in my life and so i like ask someone i'm like what's the stool for what's the deal with the stools and this woman turns to me and she goes it's for a better vantage point and it took me a minute to kind of think about what that meant. Oh. And then once I figured out you wanted to go face to face with the one eyed monster, I'm like, oh. I wasn't prepared. Jeez, <laughs> talk about I, Lord Stanley. Oh my God. I'm like, this is, I just blew my mind. I'm like, that's hot. I mean, every everybody has weird things and like whatever, but I'm just like, yep. Not only do I want to be here, I want it locked and loaded right <laughs> head on. And I'm just like, I couldn't believe it. The locals know what they want. It. I don't know what I was thinking. And why, and why wouldn't it be? That's where I'm just like, I'm so conceptually just curious. But then when I actually get into the experiences like that, I'm just like, I don't want anything to do with it. My friends tried to buy me a dance. I'm like, guys, I will leave you here. Like, I just... I don't know. I was just like fascinated by the whole concept. I think that's the last one I was been to. That was in Montreal. It was different there. It was full nude up there. I full wish nude. If there was a, a f- look at you just having all the funds. Uh, my first lap dance. It was super awkward because I was like, I don't know how this how works. Would, <laughs> when do you get the money? When do you get the money? Is it before or after? <laughs> I can't and the, <laughs> it was just because I was so like you, they're like, oh, this sweet little. We should boy. ask. Can you make change? <laughs> you got change? How does this work? Do I give you the ones now? And like, fellas, if the lap dance costs ten, twenty, thirty dollars, whatever, you can't give them ten, twenty, thirty dollars during just, the dance and be like, "Here's the money." No, 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 that's a separate transaction. During the dance, the money that you give is just the tip, the extra. Just the tip. You guys are so. I just, I've never been that horny. Like to be like, "Yep, come dance on me." Like that. I just, I don't understand why. But that's like, that's that's like just one of those things. They got asses in there. I though. know. On you, it's just so awkward. But I don't know. That's just me. Uh, here to open your eyes and hopefully your hearts a little bit today, and uh, what a hopefully some show. La- yeah, among other things. We'll be back tomorrow. Be good to each other, mostly to yourselves. Use your blinkers. People are dying out there, and otherwise enjoy the abyss that is your life. We'll be back in 22 hours to interrupt said abyss. And until then, well, be well, friends. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.